Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hi. And running the boards is Joey D's. Wow. <laughs> On today's show, we will talk video games. Well, I will with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. We'll get some TV talk from BJ... Maybe we'll get into the best movies based on comic books, because that will probably start an argument. And then, yep. of course, the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. You can get our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search for BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com app, and iTunes, and you'll find us. Yep, and however which way you listen to us, uh, if it if whatever program you have has a way to give reviews, give us the five star, give us a written review, let us know uh, that you like us and enjoy what we're doing, or or even give us suggestions that way. Or you can send us an email or send us a Facebook message. And uh, once we get back into the normalcy of being able to like send out mail and stuff, we will send you something really cool if you let us know that you gave us some positive feedback. All right. Uh, yeah, it's one, one of those things that we can give back if you give to us. You know, was that the, 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 the back and forth or... Scratch my back. Band. Yeah, scratching backs. We can all scratch backs together. Anyway, let's move on from uh, me trying to figure out cliches and stuff like that. Yeah, you're doing a great job. I'm not. Uh, We've got Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach to join us. He does come from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net, and we've got some interesting things that are video game and video game adjacent. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net, and let's talk video games, and let's start with Mortal Kombat. What is going on? Well, one of the great things about Mortal Kombat is that um, before everything went crazy, there was a lot of new content in the works, not just DLC for the games, but there's a rumored new theatrical film coming. Mm -hmm. And one of the great things is that now we have a video uh, movie done by Warner Brothers Animation. And unlike the previous cinematic efforts, the two films, the TV series, this is not PG-13. This is a very, very hard art film. And it's called Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. And so we get a little bit of back story on Scorpion. You get the tournament as you know it from the original games and of course there's all sorts of established characters like there's Johnny Cage, there's Liu Kang, or Raiden, Sonya Blade, that sort of thing, Goro uh, and then several others obviously Sub-Zero's in it but what's beautiful about this film is that they don't in any way try to hide what it is and in that means decapitations, lots of blood (laughs) impaling and the internal damage shots that became a regular part of Mortal Kombat 10 and 11 where you can see like that is in the game (laughs) in the film as well and so it it was a lot of fun. It was kind of an interesting thing because they were supposed to show it to us at WonderCon last weekend and then do the roundtable with the cast. So what they did was they did a virtual 
screening where we got links because they said with everything going on right now, they can't even, they don't even have warehouses open to mail us the discs. Oh, yeah. And then there was a pre-recorded panel which had several of the cast like Joel McHale and several others who uh, were in their isolation areas and they took questions on the film. And of course that was supposed to be what the press was going to have, but uh uh, you can get it digitally right now. There will be physical copies later in the month. We are told. So if you're a mortal Kombat fan, the movie's about 80 minutes long, give or take. Uh, But if you like a good Mortal Kombat story and lots and lots of gore, this is definitely the one for you. That sounds awesome. Now, another game that you were telling me about, and uh, you're going to have to help me out because it is called GTFO. Now, I know what that acronym means in internet lingo. Is this kind of along the lines of the same thing with that? (laughs) It is. Okay, okay. Very interesting story because, like, some people say, well, that thing's been out forever. Not true. It's in early access. So the game was originally shown a couple of years back at E3, but they've only done uh, some really new uh, and several advanced updates recently. Oh. The game is still not finished, and that's the important thing to remember. But essentially, it's um, it's a four-player co-op survival horror game, but... The trick is it's very difficult and people are coming to me saying, Oh, it's like left for dead. No, not even close. (laughs) And so essentially you're these characters, there's up to four and you go down into, uh, for lack of a better word, it's a meteor crater and you are apparently convicts and you have some weaponry. You can load it out, things like that. The trick is it's crawling with these creatures. Now, most of them operate in the dark So motion and your flashlights can set them off. So you have elements where you have to be very stealthy and sneak up and try to whack them with these uh, sledgehammers and stuff. Because if they alert the horde, you're up a creek because you have weapons, but you only have limited ammunition. And you have to kind of scrounge to find keys and ammunition and get off the level. And, you know, while you have things like automated turrets and various weapons you can put up, it doesn't matter against the horde unless you're coordinated. And as I try to tell people, if you have a team that works well together and you're going to want to be on Discord or chat or something like that. Oh, yeah, totally. You can get it done. That You cannot go in guns blazing and you cannot go in lone wolf because that's not going to work. We've, I've played missions where people kind of went off and did their own thing. The whole team went down. And I've played missions where people... Truthfully, I felt we're being overcautious and maybe a lot slower at pacing than I wanted to play. But those were the ones that were the most successful. Yeah, and that's and, like it's one of those things that you got to kind of figure out too. Because if you look at even just like apocalypse movies or anything along those lines, um, slow and steady does win the race. Yes, and you know the thing is, I found a group that when you play with them on a repeated basis, you start to learn each other's. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I learned that maybe these guys are a lot better at stealth and that's their thing. So we let them do the stealth. I'm a lot better at, the, you know, the turn and burn and that sort of thing or taking the the object and rushing to the excavation site, um, setting up traps, that sort of thing. So you learn everybody's strengths, everybody's weaknesses, and you coordinate a plan of action. And that's what really makes it work. And we just did an interview with them, and they told us, oh, there's a lot of stuff coming, all these new weapons. Oh, cool. There's all sorts of new creatures. I mean, right now, I want to say there's like six 
levels that are available and some levels have like three or four uh, rooms that you are, you know, chapters, I guess. So there's plenty of content right now, but you, you know, you can go on steam, get it in early access, that sort of thing. It's just, it's a very unique game because it's, it's incredibly challenging. A lot of the areas are incredibly dark, so you can have your flashlight on, but you have to realize if you turn the corner and, and, each time you play it, the guys and certain things spawn in different locations. So you can't go right back into a chapter after losing it and saying, <laughs> oh, the key card's over here, the health kit's over here. No, it's not. Oh, that is brutal and just like a horror movie. I love that. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to check that out and see what it's going on. And uh, on Steam Early Access, a good one to pick up. And now finally, give us some news about XCOM. Well, this one came out of the blue. A couple of days ago, we were told that there's a new XCOM game coming called Chimera Squad, and it will be out on the 24th, and uh, it's going to have a very special introductory price. I guess you can buy it right now for $9.99, and uh, that's going to be available on PC. And it's set a few years after XCOM 2, and as I always tell people, when I refer to XCOM now, I'm referring to the current version of it, not the version I paid played back in the day on the 486 computers <laughs> that started the whole franchise Gosh, or the right. various spinoffs and everything that went that way. We're talking the new versions, the 2K games versions of mm-hmm. it. And this is set, as I said, about five years after the last game, which was XCOM 2. And one of the interesting things about it is that you have human and alien units working together for Ooh, the first time. Interesting. And, yeah. And the backstory of it is that this isn't sitting exactly well with all members of society. <laughs> and so Shocking. you have this, yeah, you have this essentially the Chimera Squad that, uh, you know, when threats happen, people may not be too happy to see aliens supposedly coming to their defense. Gosh, yeah, right? And I thought, and it, you know, and it's turn-based, and, then, you know, at that price, how can you go wrong? And I just looked totally, at that yeah. and said, yeah, I think we got a winner here. And the beautiful thing about it was there was absolutely no lead, absolutely no hint at all that this was coming. And then out of the blue, it's like, here it is, and oh, yeah, it's going to be out on the 24th. That's amazing. Gosh, that is really cool. People went crazy over that. So, you know, something to look forward to. Exactly. I mean, there's so much stuff going on, but a lot of people right now are staying home, playing video games, and the fact that you can get a new one is fantastic. I know that there's more information at Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net for everyone listening. So go check that out. Get news about video games like we talked about, comic books, movies, television, and so much more. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Now, when we talk and we move from video games and we talk to TV... We talk to TV? You're talking to your talking TV? Talking about TV. Because so, you can with you know Comcast controllers. Oh, stuff. yeah, that's right. I talk to my TV all the time. Do you? What do you say? I say, play this now, biatch. <laughs> and how does it respond? It uh, plays a show called uh, Now Biatch. I, I've never heard of it, but uh, it's a really good show. Uh, you joke about that, but one of my favorite things, because I still have a connect connected to my uh, Xbox One is I like to yell Xbox F off, but use the word because it sounds like Xbox turn off, which is the command to turn off your Xbox. So I don't know. It just gives me a little bit of a happiness. I'll have to try that with Alexa and everything that I do. See, I like it more when it's Xbox. Yeah. And not like, like a name of a person, like with Alexa and Siri, it feels a little bit more personal, a little bit meaner. But if I'm just yelling at a robot, I think I'm okay with it. Does he know that Alexa and Siri are also robots? 
But they're robots with names. I think it's a little different, isn't it? Isn't it? uh, I'm going to just... Speaking of robots with names, I have not been keeping up with Westworld whatsoever. Uh, It's still on TV. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, What are you waiting for? You want to binge it all? What's your story with this? I don't even know. I'm having a hard time watching it, mostly because of my attention span. Uh, yeah, it's like really. A, I don't know. A, I, a lot of geeky shows right now just don't seem appealing. Too, yeah, yeah. They just. I'm like interesting, and I, it I, might I, be just the general state of things right now. Could be. Well, what are you watching instead? Uh, I'm watching a fair amount of cartoons on Disney Plus. There you go. That, and, that yeah, like and right playing now. video games, and then like silly stuff like nailed it. On Netflix. Westworld is phenomenal. Like, Mm -hmm. it is between, like, the actors, the action, you know, the graphics. It is fantastic. But there is still that level of doom, like, impending doom, like, yeah. Something bad's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Well, uh, season <laughs> like, three. Well, we know because yeah. what's going on. Dolores is you know out and about and wanting to do her thing, and so it makes perfect sense that we kind of want something more lighthearted. Yeah, it I, really you know, is for me. I don't remember the movie, and I forgot I was gonna watch the movie. I may, and that might be something to do. Watch the original movie uh, mm-hmm. with Yul Brenner in it. It's uh, a, it's a good movie. It holds up. And I'm trying I to really fi- like. And it. then they had they did have another. They had some sequels. They they, had, they have like Robot World or, or a Sci-Fi yeah, World, Future had, World. Oh yeah. It was Future World. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Uh, you know, the idea <laughs> is that we watch Westworld, which uh, if you don't know the concept, uh, basically it's a theme park where uh, really rich people can go in there and abuse these robots. I mean, and they're yeah. very, back, very lifelike. Yeah. And it's like going back to the old West. Yeah. They're super lifelike that you can shoot them. They bleed. They, they, they can do anything you'd want a human being to do and you can be miserable to them. And then they get basically rebooted and put back on the same thing and abused. And it's a, it's a horrific lifestyle for beings that are more sentient than maybe folks knew. Exactly. And that was like the the, the exploration of the first two seasons. And then the third season, and they go out to the real world, and I watched the first episode, and I do like the show. I just haven't come back to it yet. Yeah, the ramifications of what the real world is. When you think about the kind of world that could have a theme park that would let you do this, yeah, what is the real world like? Yeah, I don't know. I think my big thing, I haven't watched it either, and I love the first two seasons, but I think the reason why is because the mystery's kind of gone. Like, they kind of spoiled everything already, right? You know who's a what and what's a not, if that makes sense. Although, well, I would have to imagine they have more mysteries at this point. Well, there is a, you, you get to see what the real world is like, and you get to see why they even did this. And actually, uh, this last episode, we learned some stuff. Like, we learned stuff about brand new stuff that we didn't know. Uh, also, Joe, there's a big mystery that you don't know about as far as, yeah, we know that uh, Dolores is out there. But we don't know there's some other people out there, if you will, or other characters, and we don't know who they are, but they tell us who they are. Well, I guess that was the big thing in the first two seasons, right? The cliffhanger was, I really don't know what's going on, right? And the cliffhanger <laughs> yeah. at the end of the second season was, well, I already know what's going on, right? Yeah. I know who's a robot and who's not. Well, where are they going to go from here? Yeah, and I know they're going out into the into the real world, but I also know that their main goal, essentially, is just an uprising. Mm-hmm. So it's like the mystery's kind of gone for me. Maybe that's why. I'm not saying that that's it's, a good uh, reason. But, <laughs> but the uprising is different. You see, the uh, I will tell you this. Whatever you thought the uprising would be is not what it would be. Oh. Yeah, the upri- the, the, oh. the uprising has started in this episode, not what I thought. And they've given us a slow build. Which which they have done with yeah. the show so, anyway, yeah. And, and I will tell you, there's a nice sort of like, as we take a look at the robots and how they were being abused, let me just say that what's the real world like? 
is a very interesting question and the mm. answers that follow. Uh, I that was just I wasn't suspecting. I for some reason I just didn't expect this to be sort of like, oh wow. But then okay. it makes sense. Like, oh, I guess the real world would be like this when you think about how they're treating these robots. Okay, uh, that's the fascinating thing. And then the idea of how this all came to be and how they were and really the way they created these robots and the the, the ability for them to be almost sentient. You see how it started and it had really. There were, the, what, this whole process had nothing to do with creating robots. It was like a completely other different thing. Oh yeah, that yeah, happened yeah, yeah. That that we were learning about, and then the people that are in power really were learning. Like, oh wow, you know what? The people who we thought were in power, they're not in power. And that, and yeah. they allude to that in the first episode too. So uh, of the third season. So yeah. okay, yeah. Oh yeah, you're you yeah. haven't even you haven't even I haven't scratched the you surface, haven't, and yeah, I know that it's pretty fascinating. Well, I might be reaching here, and this might be wrong, but I th- I thought the whole theme at the end of the second one was the actual purpose of the park was to create everlasting life for the rich people. Well, I think that's what they were telling him, but they were really grabbing a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the funny thing. I don't know if that's the case, Joe. They haven't touched that. We found out the reason the park exists in the first place. Oh, okay. So and we, we understand why they want all the information, mm-hmm. and why they want all the information is fascinating. It's like they cool. they explore it. I mean, okay, they okay. Really, I mean, dude, I don't want to spoil okay. it for you no, because don't. Yeah, what happens don't. is is that you realize, oh my god, what they've done with this information is horrific for. The real world. You're bringing me back, dude. Yeah. They're trying oh, to it's... sell us big gulps now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they're, they're really upgrading those targeted ads. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I mean, you know, Dolores just looked like, you, you thought Dolores was like, I will not be abused anymore and I'll show them. And you, as you get going on, you're like, oh, you know what? Dolores has like got like even a bigger mission than I thought. Oh, it's going to be Terminator all over again. <laughs> Damn it, Skynet! Yeah, uh, oh, and there's some there's some fun surprises. And then you might wonder, because Aaron Paul, uh, you know, uh, he's a dude. How is a dude helping out this rando who I, you know, uh, up to this point he does not know what the hell's going on with Dolores. He's having some suspicions, like Dolores, what the f is up with you? But he doesn't really know. But you'd be like, how? would he help Dolores and man she gave him a compelling reason why he should be part of this revolution uh-huh. uh cool, and, yeah cool, it's because cool, you'd be like cool, all right yeah. how, how do they introduce this new guy and why do I care about him and why would he even be doing this and then you go oh makes sense I, I have to tell you I really love this scene. And I feel like I know more about what's going on than I have that's actually helped explain a little bit about the previous two seasons. Um, I think it's well done. When you think they had to go into the real world, you're like, how are they going to beat being in, you know, Westworld and Samurai yeah. World? And I'm, eh, you know what? I, I, I like it. I like this season a lot. Only three episodes left, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's flying by this season. Good time to catch up on that. Uh, I wanted to quickly get to this list as well of uh, comic book resources put out the movies, uh, the best movies based on comic book movies. Oh, yeah. And number one, they made it their editor's choice, and it was the original Spider-Man, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, just yeah. some of the pros on it was just the fact that it was great casting. Toby Maguire depicts Spider-Man like no one else. Uh, great graphics and uh, with the and just it was actually decent CGI for the early two thousands. Yeah, it was pretty good. And considering that uh, James Gunn has come out and said that he actually thinks Spider-Man Two is better than Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. I do I do agree. Spider-Man for me, being such a superhero fan. It was a Star Wars Episode Four moment. Like, whoa! Yeah. Like, they finally did this right. And Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. Not a great Spider-Man. 
Uh, yeah. He, but but he's a, he's, he was a great Peter Parker. Dude, you're going to love this because when we – so we were supposed to be a youth group and like – my uncle ended up sneaking us out and took us to go see Spider-Man. Awesome. And we, we came back to youth group. We're running around like, wee, wee, like shooting webs, <laughs> pretending to shoot webs. We were, I was like, I don't remember how old I was, but we were young. And it was just that awesome of a movie for a kid. Yeah. And yeah. it's like one of those things where it's a very solid comic book movie. And before that, I mean, BJ, you mentioned there's there were bad comic book movies yeah, the, before this. The there were mis- a couple of gems, but yeah, they're, they're, you're right. I mean, the only mistake was the Green Goblin should have had just had like a facial price, yeah. so you could mm-hmm. see, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because th- th- that was the only mistake. Uh, the number two on this list, I think, is going to be divisive because I kind of agree with this, but Watchmen. So the Zack Snyder movie, they say, here's their pros, intense plot, great acting, beautiful artistic choices, and it's different from most Marvel films. I can't disagree with all of those. And then in their con, uh, in their cons, they put strange movie pace, which again, uh, yes, absolutely. But if you've read the comic mm-hmm. and then you watch this movie, there's there's a lot of just like them using the comic as a storyboard. It's yeah, like word for word, scene yeah. for scene. So I was a lot of it. Very okay with the movie. I don't know if it needs to be like a number two on this list, but I really did enjoy it. I saw it recently, and I got to tell you, it is really weird. It's a campy movie. It like the pacing. I mean, that's a generous way to put the pacing. Like if you actually <laughs> go back and watch and see how long this movie is, none of the characters make any sense if you don't know who they already are. Yes, see, exactly. I, I yeah. hadn't read the comic before watching the movie, and I went to go see it on IMAX, which my <laughs> big naked blue guy um, <laughs> on the big screen. Uh, but I think what I liked about it was that it wasn't like any of the other ones. So the pacing and everything was fine for me. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Joe though. I had read mm-hmm. the book, and I th- it made it a lot easier to follow along. But but mm-hmm. but Rorschach hit the portrayal by Jackie Earl Haley's Rorschach so makes good. that so worth yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then after you watch that movie, if you haven't read the comic, then you can go watch the HBO, and you'll be great. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> and and all yeah. And just if you do that, just make sure you ask somebody who knows about the comic to tell you how the comic ended. That's the only difference is they ended the yeah. movie different yeah. than the comic. Yes. Which they don't they they go back to the original comic ending when they start basically the HBO series. And mm-hmm. as somebody who read the comic later, it's uh, it was a little hard to read because the art is very old school. Oh yeah, eighties like very straight up eighties, very eighties, yeah. very bright. Vicky, you're gonna love this one. The Crow made number three at the best value. Ooh, yeah, best value. Well, I just think the fact that it's been out for so long that if you wanted to pick it up. Like on uh, Amazon, you could just do that fairly easily. It's also, I believe, on Netflix. Ooh, really? Uh, that's even the better value. Yeah, Mostly right. Mostly because I had a friend recently. She's like, I knew you were obsessed with it. So I saw it on my Netflix and I decided to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not expecting you to like it. <laughs> well, the pros for it is that it is dark and haunting. Mm-hmm. It's tragic, perfect execution, and a goth theme. So, I mean, yeah, if you were a goth in the 90s, you lived and breathed this movie. On top of the soundtrack was phenomenal. Yes. Uh, the cons are gratuitous sex and drug use, so uh, that might not be a con for some of Well, people. and the guy died and couldn't actually do the whole movie. Yeah. Which is really sad for, we all know that with the rise of Skywalker. I mean, mm-hmm. you lose a main, main character, you really can't fill those blanks in too well. And I know we interviewed James O'Barr years ago oh, um, yeah. on the podcast. So that was like one of my the interviews that was always <laughs> stuck with me. Uh, it, it was It's so haunting to hear his whole life because he wrote the book and drew, you know, did the art and stuff. He did all that as a way to cope for somebody dying. And then when the movie happened, he didn't even want to make the movie. Really? He, so he started kind of making all these demands like, okay, sure. I want to be able to even, we don't have enough money to make the movie exactly like the book. 
But he's like, well, if we're not going to do that, then I want to pick how we do it. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, okay. So they gave him liberties everywhere, anything he asked for. So when, you know, Brandon Lee passed away, it hit him even harder. He's like, gosh, yeah, yeah, like two on two occasions. And so it's very haunting for that reason. And uh, we'll post the list up on the Facebook page to get more of it. There's some more movies on there. BJ, uh, V for Vendetta makes number four on the list. And it deserves to. It's a really good adaptation. Yeah, for me, I know people love Watchmen, but for me, that's the better uh, the, the better work from, uh, and I would, can I remember his name? The Alan Alley. Moore. Alan Moore, thank and you. And I would put hit that above uh, Watchmen, actually. Yeah, and, and, the, and the movie does well, too. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's really... Gosh, it also teaches you about facing death and you know, really like how do you live in this world without fear? It's a, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, really is. And well, now it is time to get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what do you got for us? Well, it's Friday, and you still can't go to the movie theater, but you can stream your movies. This is true. There's a lot of different uh, companies that are putting out a bunch of movies. Uh, Like I saw some that are someone's going to be putting out like a bunch of movies on YouTube to watch for free. Oh, perfect. Uh, But I wanted to give give you guys the top streaming movies we have going on right now. Uh, First one is the rhythm section, which you think, oh, it's going to be you know about you know music or something. Yeah, Yeah, right. No, this is actually a movie that came out, I believe last year didn't get rated well in the tomato meter 28 percent with 44 percent audience score but it is one of the top streaming ones Um, why because there's nothing else and it's blake lively (laughs) oh maybe that's why Ah. so blake lively stars as stephanie patrick an ordinary woman on a path of self-destruction after her family is tragically killed in a plane crash yikes when stephanie discovers that the crash was not an accident she enters a dark complex world to seek revenge on those responsible and find her own redemption you also have people like Jude Law in the movie. Um, oh, Jigolo Joe. Right. <laughs> uh, but like Not I, a nickname. He was That was an actual character in a movie called AI. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a long time ago, actually. Uh, funny enough, he's also in Contagium. Contagium? That Contagion? Movie. Yeah, that one. Contagium. <laughs> Contagium. Which, 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 if you don't have enough pandemic stuff in your life, you right? can go watch that. Yeah. Uh, but that not. is, honestly, that's the, the top one for like streaming movies. I think people Ooh. are just kind of going literally like... I don't even know what this is about. Screw it. Let's just watch it. And maybe and maybe they're just going back to other things uh, as opposed to any other streaming stuff, like anything that's like new coming out. They're going back mm. to some of their old familiars. Well, yeah, because like uh, some of the feel good movies to stream, like in a, in a different category, like My Cousin Vinny's on there, Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> A League of Their Own. Yeah. A League of Their Own, oh, really? I love those movies. Makes sense. I just watched Galaxy Quest recently for the same reason. It'd been a while, and I said, I'm going to watch that one. I bought it and everything. Uh, really? I had it on DVD, but I never got the Blu ray, and I'm like, you know what? It's time to Blu ray this baby up. Is it worth the Blu uh, ray upgrade? I think it is. It looks good. I mean, right. it doesn't look fantastic like a movie that was shot for that, but it looks better than DVD. Uh, we also have the right movie uh, Underwater, which had a 47% tomato meter and a 60% audience score. It's along with uh, Kristen Stewart in it, TJ Miller. It's supposed to be, you know, underwater. They're trying to get to, you know, to safety from an earthquake. Oh, oh to, and yeah. to get above water. I yeah. guess why? Because yeah, they're under. Yeah. It doesn't sound well, that. It's about the housing market where you're trying to get, <laughs> a, you know, save your house from being underwater. There's an interesting movie. Yeah. This one's funny to me. Uh, that is on the list for the top streaming, Fantasy Island. 
Oh. It's that remake that came out. Oh, wasn't that a little more Twilight Zoney than uh, like the other? Like, because the original Fantasy Island really didn't get. They dark. did teach people a lesson, though. People always did have oh, some sort of lesson okay. they learned. Okay, okay, okay. You know, it's listed under comedy, science fiction, and fantasy. It did look kind of creepy in the trailers that I have seen. It Probably looks, more serious and not as campy. Yeah, Lucy Hale's in it. Michael Pena. Oh. Yeah, it is up there. It is seven percent on the tomato meter. Seven, but forty-eight percent audience score. Y- yeah, that was seven. Yes, that's, w- that's maybe that's a pass. Is the Fantastic Four the latest one worse or better I than seven? Was eight. I can't, can't <laughs> remember. If the Fantastic Four is better. I'm afraid that's not saying a lot. Hold on, give me a sec. Well, it's Fantastic Four, the uh, Josh Jessica Trank version. Yeah. Bad nine percent. Nine percent on the Josh Trank one. Okay. <laughs> well, let me see what the They're audience score was. Worse than at. FF. Yeah, but their audience score was eighteen percent. At least they almost hit fifty. <laughs> I have to I don't know that. if that means the audience. <laughs> I don't know what. That, I don't want to try it. I know. All me right. Neither. Well, how about we do this? Since it okay. is supposed to be movie day, mm-hmm. I found this uh, this post on Imager. Someone posted a bunch of uh, screenshots. It's uh, people tweeting their crappy. You know. It's basically trying to explain the movie really crappily. Oh, okay. So I'm going to tell you what they wrote, and you guys have to guess the movie. Oh, yeah. This will be fun. All right. This should be easy. Okay. This one. Okay. Rich girl lets poor man freeze to death. Oh, Titanic. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I I totally wouldn't have got that, but it makes complete sense when you told me. All right. How about boy spends seven years being a third wheel? Seven years being a third wheel. Oh, what was seven years? Oh, oh, um, I've Ron, said uh, Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, Ron Weasley. Yes. <laughs> Poor Weasley. Well, technically, he <laughs> ended up with Hermione. No, so Harry, Harry was Potter the third was the third wheel. wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. never were romantic. They never. There was never a chance for Harry and Hermione. Yeah, that was the least believable part of that whole movie for me. <laughs> You know, All they, right. Actually, she. It ad- wasn't. It wasn't. You know, Quidditch flying around on brooms. It was no. the fact that Harry and uh, Hermione, Hermione didn't, didn't get, get hooked. It wasn't hooked up. that Ron and Hermione couldn't end up together. It was that the fact that they never had, like, that Harry and Hermione never had any kind of connection when they're always alone. Ron even leaves in one of the movies for yeah. like, like months at a time. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's true. Dang it. Was it Cho Chan? Was it Cho that he always had the eyes for Cho? Oh, and he, yeah, never, he never got her. He never got with her. Yeah, you know that's the thing that got me is that you know <laughs> Ginny just snuck up and said, "Guess what, Harry? Guess what? That wand is mine." I think if I remember correctly, <laughs> J.K. Rowling has said she kind of regrets that. No, not like putting she, Harry and Hermione together. Mm-hmm. I actually like the way it turned out because you know what, Ron was. Ron turns out his whole family was kick ass. They're so sweet. They, and they were, I mean, his father was an Auror and his mother was part of the Order of the Phoenix. I mean, they probably were two really kick ass, amazing, you know, wizards and warlocks, which is why that whole family, you know, I mean, the Weasley brothers, the twins started like this whole comedy business or the, the joke shop business. Aww. They were all pretty like <laughs> kick ass on their own and they had no dough. It just showed you that no you dough. didn't have to be a Lucius Malfoy to be a really good wizard. Ari. All right. All right. Have a this one a bald guy okay teams up with another bald guy okay to fight another bald guy oh that could be so many is that, movies is that x-men no oh it's gotta be a batman one right no oh mm. fast and furious yes oh, which, oh. Do, I, do i have to say which one no because it okay. doesn't tell me which one it oh. just has a picture oh, of it. oh yeah it's uh what the rock the rock teams up with vin diesel yeah. to defeat jason statham right yeah, yeah. But then jason yeah. statham eventually joins their side Oh, see, I didn't realize we were going outside of nerdy stuff. Okay, I got it. Now <laughs> Cars can be nerdy. Now I'm ready. <laughs> okay, how, okay, this one is nerdy. Okay. A group spends nine hours returning jewelry. 
Nine oh, hours really? returning jewelry. Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good job, Rev. Uh, Rev and, Rev's and that's not the extended cut, by the way. Ooh. That's just the normal movies. By the way, watched uh, Two Towers recently. Holds up. Really? Oh, the fight scene at the end is so oh, good. Oh, interesting. And one of our friends hates that movie. Like, granted, he's not a big <laughs> sci-fi fan or, or fantasy fan. And he, that, that's the worst one of all the ones he hates. Whoa, that's why? so funny. Legolas. Yeah. Hey, this <laughs> how about this one? Paranoid billionaire is afraid of an immigrant. Uh, oh, uh, Superman. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everyone. Yeah. Lex Luthor is uh, very afraid of. Or oh no, sorry. No, no, Batman no, yeah, Batman versus it, Superman. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, yeah, just Lex Luthor, but that would just be Bruce Wayne versus uh, yeah. Clark Kent. There. <laughs> yeah. How about this one? I don't think you guys are going to get. Oh. Americans finally bother to learn a foreign language. Americans finally bother to learn. This is a movie that when I saw it in theaters, it messed me up. Uh, Oh man, this is Oh, a tough I know one. what it is, but I never saw it. So, okay. does that count? I mean, you're just well, trying to guess the you, movie. It's Annihilation, know. right? No, but that one did mess me up too. Oh, okay. Oh. That's like that's what I thought with on yeah. that one. What was it again? Americans oh. finally bothered to learn a foreign language. Good job with Annihilation. That was the uh what, what uh Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what's her name? Uh That one girl. Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tessa Thompson. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, I was thinking of the other one, uh, the, the the one with um, oh Superman's girlfriend, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. What's the name of that? Is that the movie? Arrival. Arrival. Oh, Arrival. That is that one the one? Is, yep, that is the one. Ooh, I got. I good, know the name of it, but I knew good the movie. Call. Yeah, you you got there. Seventy five percent credit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna alter this one because it's technically incorrect. Oh, okay. After <laughs> losing his father, a young boy joins a hippie group and becomes a vegetarian. After well, losing his father, a young boy joins a group. Of see, even the vegetarian thing is kind of inaccurate because they said vegan. Oh. Oh, I don't know. It's technically, uh, it's uh, Lion King, but he does eat bugs. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and bugs, I mean. Yeah, it's not yeah, really vegetarian. Yeah, like, does it count? They're living. No, Anyways, yeah, they it's are not living. vegan yeah. because, you know. It's not vegan. Yeah, because he doesn't get any superpowers. Can hippies or animals be hippies? I mean, <laughs> they just kind of live on their own, like confirmed bachelors. I don't know. And I'm going to let you know right now that The Lion King is my cat's favorite movie. Ooh, the, the newest new one. one. Is there any reason why I need to know that? <laughs> I'm just letting you know that maybe your pets out there, I know you don't have any pets, but it'll be your favorite. Guess yeah. this one real quick Talking uh. Frog convinces the son to kill his dad. Talking Frog. What? <laughs> Talking Frog is Frog's Yoda. Oh. oh. <laughs> Empire, all right. Okay. All right, wow. guys. Well, until, until next time, stay nerdy. <laughs> Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.